Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Oh, you can do better. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen the men. And amen the ladies. Fantastic. Father, we thank you. We bless you for this glorious opportunity we have to be in your presence. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercies. And thank you for your loving kindness. We give you all the glory in Jesus name. Amen. Please be seated in heavenly places. Well, we've gotten to a very important aspect of our service. Amen. Um this is time for you to also worship the Lord with your substance. Amen. All right. And be guided by the scriptures that I'm about to read and it will be a blessing to you. Amen. So turn your Bibles with me to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20 is it in your Bible? read from verse number 32. So these are the secrets of Paul's master's master key to prosperity. Amen. According to Paul, there's a master key to prosperity. And this morning I'm sharing that with you and your life will never be the same. Amen. Okay. So Acts chapter 20 reading from verse number 32. Can we read it together one go And now brethren I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified 33 let's go I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel 34 Yea, ye know yourselves that these hands have ministered unto my necessity and to them that were with me. 35. I have showed you all things how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. So right here we see three important uh keys that Paul the apostle gave us to prosperity amen So the first one he said I have coveted 
no man silver or gold or apple. Hallelujah. So in order to prosper, Paul's uh, master key to prosperity, he said, in order to do well, you don't need to covet any man's what? Silver or gold or apple. Hallelujah. Well, what does it mean to covet? Covetousness. Okay. Those who have been to school, can you help me? What does it mean? To covet. Look into your phones. Every phone has a dictionary these days. So look at it. So that you understand. Sometimes, you see, a whole sentence does not make meaning because there's a word you don't understand. You may understand everything, but that small word you don't understand will make everything not meaningful. Are you here? Yeah. What does it mean to covet? To long for. To, to long for. It's like you are lasting for something. So this is a negative virtue. Do, do you understand? It's not positive. So what Paul is showing us is that in order to have, in order to come into abundance, in order to come into a place where uh, you will prosper, the first thing, the first key is that put away covetousness. Hallelujah. He said, I have coveted no man's silver, nor gold or apple. Hallelujah. To long for. You see, to long for. When you have this negative desire to have things that don't belong to you, it will cause you to do the wrong things. Are you here? Yeah. When you have this animalistic instinct that wants you to do whatever it takes to have what you don't have, which belongs to another. It will let you do wrong things. Are you here? Yeah, there, there are streams of uh, 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 feelings that we have that are not positive, like jealousy, bitterness, anger, envy. You see, these things, when you have it, it does not. Why is it that can cause you to be poor? When you have these things in you, and when these things are guiding you and they are controlling you, it does not allow you to think normally. Hello? Are you here? The reason why you should covet no man's silver or gold or apple is that when you have this instinct, the stream of feeling that are negative running through you and guiding you to take decisions or behave, your behavior will not be proper. Are you here? Because what is causing you to do whatever you are doing is not genuine. It's not love. Are you here? That is why when you are angry, we are told that when you are angry, don't take any decision. And when you are low, when you are down low, don't take any decision. How many have heard it before? Why? Because you are not thinking well. 
And often when you are angry, it is said that only 10% of your mind is working. Hello? Are you here? Or you've not heard it? Yeah, it's proven that when you are low, when you are angry, you know, the Americans, they don't say you are angry. They say he went mad. When you are angry, you are mad. It's madness. Because whatever you do, it's not normal. And only 10% of your mind is working. And when your mind was working 100%, you can get 40% in exams. <laughs> Hello? I mean, when you were not angry and you were happy, and 100% of your mind was working, you got 40%. And only 10% of your mind is working. What can you get right? The question, the question is what can you get? How many understand what I'm talking about? That is why when you are angry or you are low or you have jealousy, envy, bitterness, these people, look, can I tell you something? Yes. Keep it to your heart. You know, there are people that you see them, even pastors, Christians, you don't know why they don't do well. They are this negative uh, 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 traits of jealousy, hmm? of envy, bitterness, unfortunate. it doesn't allow. You see, when you are guided by this, whatever you are doing, the, your mind is not correct. Your motive is not right. Hello? Hi. Just like being angry. Whatever causes you to do what you are doing when you are angry, you are not thinking correctly. And your actions will not be right. You see, that one, I, I'm sure you can understand. But when it comes to covetous, when it comes to the, the, these things, you may not even see, but it is in the same line. So these streams of feeling that are not positive, but negative, when it's guiding you, you are not doing well. Even sometimes siblings, you see, you, you can watch your sibling, the one that is, is not open is is having you, you know you did not create your brother you did not create your sister you cannot you can be angry you can be bitter but you cannot change what god has given your brother this thing doesn't allow even siblings to do well if you are going to do well you need to have a certain love you need a positive virtue hallelujah you need to be free in your heart yeah, maybe when you were young, you were having all this bitterness, but now you are grown. Put it aside. If not, it will guide you before you notice you are poor. Before you know, you, people work hard. Hello? People work hard. They do a lot of good things, but they don't amount to anything. And often the reason is that there is a negative energy. There's a negative trait of uh, 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 what do you call it? Negative emotions, envy, jealousy. Another one is called skin pain. Yeah, the person's skin pains him or her. It's restless. 
when you see somebody, I mean, you have seen a lady, you've seen your fellow lady has done nice hair. Instead of, I mean, giving the person compliments, so even it's not nice. My, my, why? Even when I do my, it will be nicer than hers. We know, but say it's nice. It's a turn to shine. Hallelujah. See, and these things you may not even understand how it works against us. Are you here? I see God prospering you. Yeah. Prosperity is coming to you. So you need to eschew these negative tendencies. Amen. Be happy. Be happy. Is that not the golden rule? Hmm? Do unto others what you have them to do unto you. Are you here? Bible talks about Jesus. Why was Jesus delivered to be killed? Bible said that for envy. Can you put it there? For envy. He said the high priests, they delivered Jesus to be killed because of what? Envy. Yeah. They delivered Jesus to be killed. And before he was delivered to be killed, when they were before Pontius Pilate, he was asking, ah, do you want me to kill your king? Is it not your king? Do you know what the Jews said? Say, we have no other king. Caesar, Augustus Caesar was. Meanwhile, these Jews hated the Romans. And they did not want the Romans to rule over them. Are you here? I'm showing you how envy works. But because they envied Jesus, they said that the people that they hated, the Romans that they hated, the Pontius Pilate that they did not want, is their king. They say we don't have any king. Pontius is our king. Meanwhile, they, they did not like the Romans, but envy, envy did not allow them to Say the right thing. So no, no, we don't have we don't have any king. It's not our king. It's not the king of kings. Pontius, uh, well, Caesar, Augustus Caesar is our king. We have no other king. Mark fifteen ten. Bible says, for he knew that the chief priests had delivered him for what envy. Envy will let you say wrong things. Wrong things. When even somebody passed, have you seen that? Mm, I have not seen anything. Hey. See, sometimes the word that people use for you, sometimes envy. May envy not be part of you. Don't, don't, don't joke with it. I'm showing you how to prosper genuinely. Amen. And I see God prospering you. I said, I see God prospering you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Number two. Number two. Verse number 34. Acts chapter 20, verse number 34. It said, Ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. Amen. Working with your hands. Not being an armchair executive. Being practical. Be, do, do you understand? Get to the work. Be part of whatever. People just want to be issuing instructions. They just want to send people around. They don't want to be practical. They don't want to be involved. 
But Paul says that if you are going to be prosperous, then you need to work, get involved. Hallelujah. Be practical, get involved, descend into the gutters, be part, whatever is going on. Don't call people to do things and you are not even there. Are you here? So if you are going to prosper, then you need to get involved. Be practical. What is it that is being done? What is it that you need to do? Find out about about it. Amen? Amen. Don't just sit down and wish that, oh, somebody will do it. And if it works, uh, sometimes even I'm surprised. Even me, the, the bishop, I don't send people around. Sometimes you see a shepherd and he's sending that. Hey, say, say, hey. That, that's one of the things that I, I have noticed. People who are not practical. People want to be big men and big women before they arrive. Small shepherdorial work. Uh, wh- where are my children? Where are my flock? Hey. When, when I call you, say, Papa. Hey. hey! People want to be big. They don't want, they, is it impractical? They don't want to get, you, you, you send, there are things that you don't, you don't want to do. You don't want to get involved with whatever. No. They don't. And it causes poverty. If you are going to be rich, Paul is showing us. He said, you know that these hands have ministered unto my heart. Necessities. Work hard. Work hard. There is nothing in this compound, in this body, there's in the roof, wherever that I'm whether it is the 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 uh, uh, pavement. I taught the people who how to lay the pavement, and I was part of it. Foundation, whatever, everything here that I can ask me a question. The the dimension from foundation digging, chipping, quarry stone, everything to painting, ceiling. I, I know all. Some of you don't even know where your own uniform is. At your age, your mother is still washing your things. At your age. At your age. Tell somebody, I'm going to be practical. You see, don't take things for granted. This is how to be genuinely prosperous. Hallelujah. Don't cover, don't have a negative uh, 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 emotion. Don't be suspicious about people. Don't be there and be jealous. Be open and be happy for others. Hallelujah. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Hallelujah. Number two is that work with these hands. These hands must work. Amen. Amen. Don't be there daydreaming and wishing that one million will land in your account. You've got an email. Somebody said that they have, so, uh, 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 he, he has inherited four million. 
and it's your in your name, your same name. And you are coming for a prayer from the pastor so that the four million will be transferred. The little that you don't have will be taken away. You watch and see. If, if, and sometimes we go to the Facebook and uh, WhatsApp, if you forward this message to 10 people, you forward this message to 10 people and uh, to 10 groups and you, you have you have what? iPhone. iPhone. What happened to hard work? If all it takes to have all these things to forward, oh, and then we all sit down and forward messages. Then we will all be forwarding messages. I will call you, send me a message to forward. If I, I just need to forward them. You don't want to do anything. And the last one, verse number 35. Quickly. Can we read it together? One go. I have showed you all things. How that so laboring you ought to support the weak. And to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said. It is more. Hallelujah. So the last one is giving. So it is more blessing or blessed to give than to receive. That giving introduces a blessing. Don't covet. Get to the work. Be hard working. And the third is it not three points you need? You need three points or you need another one. Three is okay. The last one is Giving, giving. He said, remember the way. There's Apostle Paul quoting the words of Jesus Christ. He said, remember how Jesus said. He was showing them how you come into prosperity, how you come into abundance, how you come to a place that you will have no lack and no need. He said, first, eschew all the negative uh, 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 traits Emotions that does not allow you envy and covet you. Put it aside. And second, work with your hands. And the third one is a give. Giving introduces what? A blessing. Hallelujah. I say giving introduces what? When you read a revelation. I think chapter uh, 20, verse number 3. There. When you read revelation, it talks about when a curse is taken away. The blessing that come. Hallelujah. The tree that will bear fruit every month. 12 kinds of fruits. And the, the, the secret is that it said the case, there will be no more case. So in this world, what has really happened is that God has case work. That's why God told Adam, in the sweat of your brow, you will eat. So work is cursed. So for your work to bring you gain, there must be a blessing. A blessing should come and take away the curse. I did not hear your loudest amen. amen. I said a blessing should come and take away the bless a curse. Let's read it together. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servant shall serve him. The next one. 
Go to verse number two. The verse number two is what we are looking for. Okay. Can we read the verse number two together? One go. Of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manners of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. Then he comes to explain in verse number three that. So in other words, when curses are taken away, you can prosper monthly. You don't need to wait till the end of the year before you have bonus. A tree is planted and sometimes the tree takes even five years before it will bring you something small. And Bible is showing that because of a case, that is why a tree doesn't, in other words, when you plant something, a tree, if you do something this month, at the end of the month, it's supposed to have brought you fruits. Most of, of us know you. Do you know somebody that when he works from January to December, the work is like hand to mouth. The only time he has something extra is when bonuses are given. Hello, do you know somebody? Not you, you know somebody. Yeah, the only time you have something extra, once a year, <laughs> once a year, then you have something extra because of the presence of what? A case. And Paul is showing us that there's something that takes away a case and brings a blessing. He said, remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So giving introduces a blessing. Amen. And when a blessing comes, it takes away a curse. Hallelujah. Whatever is taking away your income, may a blessing take away the curse. Whatever is not allowing your gathering to be a heap. May the blessing of the Lord come over your income in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you remember that when Jesus blessed the loaf, the little bread and fish, it became more than. So it is not the smallness of what you have. It's whether it is blessed. Hallelujah. Whatever you have, may the Lord bless it. I said, it may be little. You also remember how Elijah went to the widow, small dough and small oil. But as he blessed it, it became. So the blessing is what causes whatever you have to become more than enough. Hallelujah. And this morning, I pray that there will be a blessing over your money, over your income, over your health. Whatever you are doing, I pray for the blessings of God. In the name of Jesus. And how does this blessing come? By giving. It is more blessed to give. Hallelujah. So take out your offering. Take out your tithe. Take out your seed. Amen. Yeah, take it. As you give, you are introducing a blessing. You are introducing a blessing. Some of us, you yourself know that there's been a lot of cases. Apart from your friends, your mother, your auntie, different people, as you were grandma, they were cursing you, you will not do well. 
you will suffer. And a very subtle case that I have seen is when they say, you will see. Already you are seen. Already you are seen. May every case be broken in the name of Jesus. By the reason of a blessing. So take your offering, take your tithe, take your seed. We are praying. Hallelujah. And this offering, this tithe, this seed you are giving, it is going to take away every case. There's an English word called disillusionment. Disillusionment. Please find out what does it mean? Disillusionment. Yeah. Disillusionment. If you find it, put it there. To long for something, to expect something, and it never comes to... You anticipate. Okay. A feeling of what? Disappointment resulting from the discovery that something is not as good as one believed it to be. Disillusionment. You discover that Charlie, not knowing that it is not going to be. Disappointment. Discouragement. You, you think that it was going to be like this, then you find out that and someone, the thing is not like that. You, you really thought that the guy loved you, but you notice that ah! sometimes you even buy a dress and you think that when you wear the dress, you will be nice in it. You wore the dress and the dress was here and you also here. Say, oh, this expensive dress also it doesn't fit me. Disillusionment. A feeling of what? Disappointment. Resulting from what? The discovery that something is not as good. This, this look, as you are holding your, your offering, this is what we are breaking on. We are breaking what? Disillusionment. Every, every disillusionment is being broken now. In the name of Jesus. Hey! You buy a dress and you, you, when you wear it, your, your stomach is showing too much. Oh! And that thing is also expensive. Or you buy a shoe. Very expensive. You, when you got from you notice that it is too tight. And you wanted the shoe to wear so that you wear it nicely. Now you have waited. The day you wore it, your feet has overgrown. Now, now you cannot, you, you, you are moving like, you are moving like a scully that they are chasing you. Dissolution. You discover. How many have discovered that your dress that you have hid it, you put it in a plastic and you put it somewhere. When you took the stains in the dress. Oh! Oh! And nice that you just, you, you, yeah, you just fitted it, it was nice. Now when you put it in a, a, a plastic, you put it under when you went for it. 
It has changed color. It stains it. So, oh! Disillusionment. A feeling of what? Disappointment. And sometimes it is the day you want to wear it. You have done the combination and the matching. When you feel you wore the thing that you look at this, then you see that mm, your heart is broken. Ah, this expensive thing. <laughs> we break every disillusionment in the name of Jesus. A blessing is coming over your life. I said a blessing is coming in the name of Jesus. Lift your offering from your phone, from wherever, and we are giving. As we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for a blessing. Thank you that these hands will work and feed us. Thank you that every negative tendency, feeling, oh yes, an emotion is broken now in the name of Jesus. Fill us with your love. Fill us, oh God, with virtue and good motives. And Lord, help us that as we give, we will introduce blessings over our lives, over our job, over our health, over our children, over our education, over all the things that we are involved with. Father, bless us. For the blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich and added no sorrow. Deliver us from poverty and let the blessings of the Most High be our portion. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready to receive the word of God? Are you ready to hear how you can fulfill your ministry or how you can make a foolproof of your ministry? Are you ready? The Bible says in 1 Timothy 3 verse 1 that this is a true saying that if a man desire to if a man desire the office of a bishop desireth a good work. Hallelujah. So a good work is desired. And our pastor is here to tell us more about how you can make a full proof of your ministry. Today, I don't know what key I need to make a full proof of my ministry, but all I know is that our pastor has prepared powerfully today. He has prepared for me and you to make a full proof of our ministry. Put your hands together without further ado. Let's welcome my Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. What a privilege, what an honor, what a blessing for us to be in your presence. Lord, we don't take it for granted. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the opportunity we have to hear from you and to be changed by your word. Lord, we pray that you will heal us by the reason of your presence. Send forth your word and deliver us from our distraction. May we not be the same because we came. Holy Spirit of God, have your way. And Lord, do what you've purposed to do this morning. Lord, we ask for the spirit of understanding. We ask for wisdom. And we ask that faith will stir up in us like never before. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And all shall shout and say, Amen. Hallelujah.
Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, at the end of the service, I'm going to show you a nice video about the healing Jesus crusade. Amen. Because end of this month, last, next week, is that not it? Yeah, 28. We are going to have a, a global healing Jesus service. Amen. We are going to give to support winning of souls. Hallelujah. Yeah. Look, the purpose of the church is to win souls. And we are blessed as a family to have a father who is an evangelist. All he does is to go all over places that it's difficult to go. Hallelujah. We are just, he just returned from Cameroon. He's on his way to Rwanda. And from Rwanda, he's going to Madagascar. Oh, I told you, put your hands together. Yeah. And it costs a lot of money. And where they are going, Madagascar, he has to put all the cars, the articulators, they have to be shaped. They have to be shaped just to win souls. So there is nothing that is being spared in order for souls to be won. That should tell you how important it is for a soul to come into the kingdom. Bible says one soul is worth more than the whole world. Hallelujah. So if you gain the whole world and you lose your soul, you've traded at a loss. So I'm going to be giving you envelopes that you are going to help our Father the Evangelist. I know some of us are Ben MP partners, but this is a special effort also to increase your giving and give towards especially uh, the uh, crusade that are coming. I did not hear your amen. Yeah, very good. Because it's very important for us to do that. Amen. So today for a very short time, we want to continue from what we've been uh, talking about, how you can make what? full proof of your ministry. Amen. Amen. How many wants to finish the reason and the purpose for which God created you? Do you want to go back to heaven, get back, and you notice that you did not even start what God had for you? Is that what you want your life to be about? So, look, this series is going to help you to know how can I be somebody that I will not regret in my lifetime and after here. Amen. Because many people will regret. Many people have made it as though life is about only uh, making money and doing different things. But God created us with a purpose. Hallelujah. Are you here? I was explaining to some people here on Friday that, look, when I read the account of creation, it's so fantastic <laughs> that God did not just, I mean, call us into being. When you look at creation, the first day, what did God do? When God was create, creating the world, the things that he did, let the waters come, let it separate, the, the, the land should appear. The second, he created and created and created the fifth day. But the sixth day, when it came to the creation of man, God did not just call us into being. The verse number 26 of Genesis chapter 1, 
Bible says, and God said, let us. So God planned even our making. He did not just do it. He planned. Meanwhile, to create um, whales, cheaters, tigers, he said that let the uh, sea bring forth abundant living things. Let the air be filled with uh, birds, fowl, creeping things. Everything was called into being. But when it came to man, God had to plan. So, all look, when you look at the creation, you see that God was saying that, let there be, let there be this, let there be this, let there be this. But when he got here, he sat down and he had to now say, let us, let us make what? Man in our image and in our likeness. So this was the planning state. Are you there? Hmm? After our likeness and let them have what? Dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creeped upon the earth. So this was the plan. He had to sit down and think, look at God. If God had to sit down and plan before he would make something, we are God's masterpiece. Hallelujah. I say we are God's masterpiece. Because you look at all the animals, they were called into being, just like that. But when it came to us, then verse number 27, look at what the Bible says. What does the Bible say? So God created man. So, so God, so, so first one was the planning. So the first one was just the planning. He had to plan. Okay, let us make man. How will man be? He said, let man be in our image. Let man be in our likeness. Let man is going to be the one with dominion. Man is, then when he finished the plan, Bible says, so God created man. He created, do you understand? So the thoughts that went into creating you is fantastic. Hallelujah. That is why you need to understand that you are not a mistake. God has something specific for you to do on this earth. Are you here? Hello? Yeah, that is why you need to understand, how do I now make full proof of my ministry? How do I now fulfill all that God has said concerning me? Amen. And we saw from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 17. Can we read it together? One go. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. Then he continued. Maybe we should take it from the NLT. Yeah. Let's go. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. 18. And all who brought us back to himself through Christ, and God has given us this task of reconciling. God has given us what? And what is the task? So that is the that is the ministry. So it's not uh, for pastors only. It is not for bishops. It is not for popes or reverend ministers. It is for God has given 
all of us. Just as God told uh, Moses, go and say to Pharaoh, let my people go, that they may serve me. Not that the pastors will serve me. Say, let the people that I am free, they will come out of Egypt, out of bondage. Okay? Anyone that God set free, say that person, the essence of your freedom is to serve God. Hallelujah. Is it easy to understand? So Bible said that he has given us the ministry, this task of reconciling people unto him. 19, quickly. For God, let's read together. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. 20. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Hallelujah. How many can say to people, come back to God? That is our ministry. So how can you do this ministry? How can you make full proof of this ministry? Hallelujah. To make full proof of this ministry is very important to understand that there is specific places that God will have you to do this. Amen? Amen. Okay. So, 2 Timothy chapter uh, 4 verse number 5. The Bible says, But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make us full proof of your ministry. So how do we make full proof of your ministry? How do we do it? So today I'm sharing with you for the short time that we are going to be here. This is where to go. Wow. And this is what to preach. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody this is where to go. And this is what to preach. Hallelujah. You see, the fact that God wants us to go, we saw, we saw that we have been given a task. And what was the task? To reconcile people back to God. And how do we do it? By pleading with them, come back to you. So where are you going to do that specifically? Parklands is there. Melnatin is there. Bloberg is there. Denu is there. Guguletu is there. Kailiche is there. Balvo is there. <laughs> Bevel, don't, don't misbehave. <laughs> Debenvo is there. Hmm? And where else? Stalinbosch is also there. Then where again? Mandalay is there. Fishhook is there. So where are you going? Are you here? The reason why many people don't succeed is when you don't go to where you are supposed to go and when you don't preach what you are supposed to preach. So in order to make full proof of your ministry, in order for you to be successful, you need to go where you are supposed to go. Hallelujah. Are you here? That is what, you see, you cannot, if you are employed, listen carefully, as a kitchen staff or as a cook, 
just imagine that you can cook. I know you are not very good, <laughs> but just, <laughs> just, just pretend that you can cook. Are you here? Yeah. Just imagine that you are employed as a cook in a hospital. So you are in this important hospital, any hospital you want, that's you are the one who cooks there. And you are going to work, okay? To cook. And as you go to the place, the emergency, there were a lot of commotion because there are people, they, they don't have people to help the sick people that they have brought. So you decide to help them. A cook. So you decide to help them. And you help them very well. You take them to the world for the doctors to help. And as a result of that, when it is time for the patients at the ward to eat, it's time for the patients at the ward to eat. He said, no, I, I did not cook today because I had to. I was helping. I was helping sick people. Do you want them to die? That's why I was helping them. I had to take them. I actually carried hundreds of them into the ward. And because of that, I have not cooked anything. What do you think will happen to you? Is, is your work not to cook to help the sick people? Did you not help sick people? So why are you going to be sad? You see, so when you are not where you are supposed to be, and when you are not doing what you are supposed to do, you cause a lot of confusion. You will not be successful. You may lose your job. And that is what many people have not understood. So in Romans chapter 10, when you read from verse number 8, the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's that simple. It's that simple. It's very simple. That anyone who will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But it comes to Acts, verse number 14. How? The 14. How then shall they call on him? The, the, the thing is simple. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. But how shall they call on, on, on him? Can we read it together? One go. How then shall they call on him? In whom they have not believed. And how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Verse number 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good news. Hallelujah. So even the fact that you can preach doesn't mean that people will listen unless you are sent. So how can they preach except they be sent? Hello? So it's so simple. So, you see, that this is the reason why many people take upon themselves. This is how Saul lost his kingdom. He thought that, look, to sacrifice, the animal is there, the altar is there. We put the animal on the altar, we just sacrifice. Why should someone come and do it? It looks like you can do it. It doesn't look like a, it's a complicated. It's just, anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But have you been asked to do that? Are you here? 
So this is where, how you fulfill your ministry. This is how you fulfill your ministry and make full proof of your ministry. This is where, where to go. And this is what to say. God never send people and give them their free will to say whatever they want to say. Are you here? And this fundamental truth, even your covering, your protection, is because you have been sent. If you are not working for a company, they don't have any business uh, 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 giving you medical aid. Your insurance, your protection is because they have sent you. If you are there doing all your own thing, they don't cover you. Hallelujah. Are you here? Look, Jesus spoke to John in the book of Revelation and he sent him to seven churches. And each of the church, he gave them specific message. He did not just give a message that go and church. Say no, go to the church of Ephesus, Smyrna, Titeria, Philadelphia. He gave. This is where to go. He, he told. He told John, if Ephesians. This is what you to tell them. Are you here? It is so important if you are going to succeed and if you are going to excel to know where to go and to do what God will have you to do. Can I hear a loudest? Amen. I see God helping you to know where to go. And I see God helping you to preach and to do what he wants you to do. Whatever God wants you to do, that is what will make you successful. Not what everybody else is doing. Don't be confused. Hallelujah. Don't be confused. God has something specific for you to do. That's how to make full proof of your ministry. Hallelujah. Go to where? This is where to go. And this is what to preach. Amen. So I'm going to, I finished preaching. So I'm just going to mention some people who went to where they had to go and they had to preach where they, uh, what they had to preach. And we will be out of here. Is that not it? Easy. Easy, that is what we are. Uh, because so many people don't know that the success of a ministry depends on the mandates that God gives. The mandate, what has God said to you? God never sent people without uh, 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 a message. Look, we, we, we heard, when you read Isaiah chapter 6, we hear from Dr. Paul during the uh, How I Came to Be Anointed conference. Yeah, Isaiah started preaching. Isaiah chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5. He was preaching on his own. It was chapter 6. That is when God called him. Said, so who, who can I send? Meanwhile, he has been preaching. Can, can you see? Yeah. In the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Continue. Above it stood the uh, seraphims, each one has six wings, with two wings they covered their face, and with two they covered their feet, and with the other two they flew. Let's continue. Are you there? And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy. Is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Continue. 
And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, woe is me. You see, when he started preaching, he was telling everybody, woe is you. He was preaching and blasting the people. You, you people, you are sinners. You are, you are drunkards. You are the woe is you. God is going to judge you. The day he met God, his preaching changed. He said, woe is me. Woe is me because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar. Continue. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips. Thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is paid. Can we read verse number eight together? One, go. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who? Then said I, Here am I. Meanwhile, the guy has been preaching. The reason why branches don't work is maybe you did not even hear where you have to start it. The guy was preaching, but he was hearing. So, chapter one, who sent him? Who, who sent you to preach? Chapter two, who asked you to preach? It's over here, chapter six. That now, Bible says that. Then, over here, after that, that God gave him the message to go and preach. Hallelujah. Mm? Some have called themselves. Others are yet to be called, but they are preaching. <laughs> are you here? Okay. So, quickly, the first person we want to look at is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Even our Lord and Savior did not just come. He was sent. Are you here? This is where to go, and this is what to preach. When I say this is where to go, what shall your response be? Yeah. This is where to go? Yeah. So when I say this is where to go, then you respond, this is what to preach. Amen. So God will always show you where to go, and he will always give you what to preach. Even you, you cannot send somebody without telling the person what you are sending the person to do. Amen. Amen. Okay, so the first one, John chapter 3, verse number 16 and 17. We all know it. Can we quote it together? One, go. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever but have everlasting life. 17. For God sent not his, for God for Jesus sent. Yeah. For God. So he was sent. Jesus was sent. Hallelujah. He was sent to heaven. From heaven to earth. Sorry. He was sent. He came from glory. That's why we have a song we, we sing. He came from heaven to earth. To show the way. From to the cross. My death from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, Lord, I lift your name on. Okay, it's okay. 
but it shows that he was sent. This is very, very important. Amen. If you are doing something that you are not sent to do, it becomes a work of iniquity. We've been studying Nehemiah in our Tuesday's service. Nehemiah wanted to go and rebuild the walls. He did not just go. He went to the king that if I will be sent. Tell somebody, don't just go. Allow yourself to be sent. When you are sent, you have a backing. Hallelujah. That's why, look, when you are sent, the backing, whatever comes, whatever comes, there will be a defense. There will be a protection. Hallelujah. What to preach? What did Jesus preach? In John chapter 8, verse number 28. This is what to preach. Jesus Christ was told what to preach. John chapter 8, verse number 28. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. Hallelujah. At another point, he said that my words are not my own. As I hear, I, I speak. Hallelujah. So even Jesus... When God became a man, he did not speak his own words. And this is one of the uh, uh, end time doctrines that people are using to destroy many lives. Are you here? When you read the Bible, you notice that just like blessings, there are people that God calls, God speaks to. And there are people that you will have to hear from who God has called. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. When you read the Bible, you see that God was speaking to Moses. And Moses will have to put words in the mouth of Aaron. When you look into the Bible, you see that God was speaking to Abraham. Lord didn't... I don't know when Lord heard from Abraham. The prosperity of Lord was dependent on Abraham. He joined yourself. That is how come so many people are not blessed. Because you need to know that are you ahead? Or I, I should say this way, are you a brain or you are a hand? You need to know. If you are a brain, then you are the head. You are the leader taking decision. Sometimes you are not the brain. You, are you need to decide quickly. It will make you do well. You, you need to know that, look, I'm, I'm not a leader. I need to be led. And you take your place that you are doing well. But people who cannot lead, people who need to be hands, who are thinking that they are brains, they fail. Hallelujah. Are you here? So you need to understand. Look, the confusion in the end time is that many people, even there are pastors who are preaching that you don't need to uh, uh, preach anybody's message. You read the Bible and you notice that even Jesus, Jesus preached Isaiah's message. True. Jesus, when he came, he did not preach. He, he said, well, I, I hear from God. Then I, are, are you here? Yeah. He had to teach. Isaiah chapter uh, uh, 60. Is it 60 or 61? The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Yeah, Isaiah was talking about himself. And Jesus came and he preached Isaiah's message. 
The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel. It's Isaiah's message. Jesus was preaching Isaiah's message. So those who are being deceived, you see, God calls an apostle. If you look into the Bible, you say that the, the, the apostle's teaching, the apostle's doctrine, always God raises an apostle and he gives people to support the apostle. In Psalm, in Psalms uh, 68 verse 11, what does the Bible say? It said, the Lord gave the message, but many, yeah, great was the company that published it. Hallelujah. The Lord gave the word. But what? Great was the company that published it. The publishing of the word that is given is great. Many people come. And it's very important to know that as we are here, we are the sons and daughters of our apostle, Bishop Dag Hayward Mills. Amen. Every ministry is a little different. The reason why you may not succeed is you are in lighthouse, but you are preaching something else. That is why you are not doing well. Because what to preach is what God has given to our apostle. Where to go is where he has sent us to go. Do you know that I did not come here on my own? Like I keep telling you, I was sent here. This is where to go. And this is how to preach. This is Cape Town. It's where to go. He said, go to Cape Town. And I came to Cape Town. How to preach. He's giving me the books to preach. That's why I'm holding the book. Can't you see? This is where to go. I did not come on my own. He said, go here. I have come. Then he said, what do I preach? He said, the books. What is the difficulty? That's why I'm succeeding. Easy. And when I'm preaching, it's nice. Ah! Because I'm preaching what he wants me to preach. I'm preaching good. I'm preaching like a house on fire. I even want to give myself offering for preaching a nice message. You see, the work becomes so easy when you go to where where you are supposed to go and you preach what you are supposed to preach. There are other men of God. Bishop Oyedepo is a great man of God. Pastor Chris is there. God has given them also messages that their children, their son, when they go, that is where the, where the apostle has sent them. What would they have to preach? What he has given them to. So you cannot, you look into them, Jesus himself. Are you, are you God? Are you a son of God? Was your birth prophesied 500 years before you were given birth to? Somebody whose birth was prophesied many years, born of a virgin. Were you born of a virgin? A son of God comes and he said, I was sent. For God sent not his son. Tell somebody, be sent. Allow yourself. Allow, you want to do something, you want to start a basenta, come. Say the pastor, what can I do? Be sent into whatever you want to do. It will give you a backing. This is what, where to go, and this is what to. Yeah. God has never left what to preach or the message to go and tell people 
to the people he is sending. He always give them. He always tell them. If you have a clear calling, God will tell you. And he will tell you often through your apostle. Through the one that he has given you. Not everybody hears from God. Read your Bible. The people that were arguing with Moses, they said, we also want to hear from God. The day God spoke, they all, they they almost died. They said, hey, is that how it means to hear? No, 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 no. You go and hear and come and tell us we, we are not ready. Hallelujah. Look, if the devil has succeeded in UD or in Lighthouse, if the devil has actually achieved something, it will be that he has made people not to listen to the messages of our apostle. I can tell that one I can tell you. Because I remember the first day I stepped foot in Lighthouse Chapel. And as I sat down and I heard the prophet preaching and teaching, I said, what? What? I have never heard a message like that. And me, I mean, it was like something that I'm, I, it, it, I had not eaten. But I was full. Yes. I tell you. And after somebody uh, called, visited me, they said, no, you, you don't need to. I will come myself. What I have heard. I don't need that. I'm telling you. And that is what the devil has succeeded. Making people to say that be original. Be your. How can you be original? When the Bible says that there is no new thing. Under the sun. What has been is what shall be. There is nothing new. There is nothing new, my sister. You are not new. Your hairstyle, you are not the first to do it. What a shock. What a shock. What a shock. Are you here? You know, the, the, the demonic infiltration to let people say that. Uh, uh, Imitation is limitation. Who told you? Look at how China has imitated and now they are are the second richest country in the whole world. Look at how how Samsung is copying, imitating Apple. You be there and don't copy somebody who is dressing well. How many combinations can you do? Look, do you have countless and endless money to spend? Look at somebody's dress and say, This one is nice. Then do the same combination. Just that check if his hair is oblong and yours is flat. Then you know that, hey, her head was like this, mine is like this. Then you look for somebody's whose head is looking like yours. Uh, I'm preaching good. This is where to go. And this is. Hallelujah. Jesus was sent. Bible said there are three that bear record in heaven. Jesus was in heaven. The Father, First John chapter 5 verse 7. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. But he was sent. In John chapter 1 verse number 14, Bible said, and the Word. And the Word became flesh. So the Word was not flesh. He was sent to come and dwell amongst us. And the word became flesh. And he dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the father. This, the, the word was sent to, um, to, to come and dwell amongst us. And 
Not only that, when he came, he did not say, oh, I'm a ghost, I'm going to preach what I want to preach. He said, he was taught. The way that I'm speaking, I'm taught. Whatever God wants me to do. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Fantastic. Did Jesus make full proof of his ministry? Yes. In John chapter 12, verse number 19, look at what the Bible says. I'm trying. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, Perceive ye how he prevailed nothing? Behold, the world is gone after him. Hallelujah. When you preach what your father wants you to preach, you have a lot of people coming. The world will come after. You watch and see, the problem we are going to have in this church will be space. Oh, yes. Very soon when you come, you see that you are, you are still, the, the choir can be on the stage. The dancer, oh, because when you go to where you need to go and you preach what you are asked to preach, what happens is that you fulfill your ministry. The world is gone after him. Hallelujah. May the world come after us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number two, John the Baptist. John the Baptist. When you read the Bible, all the prophets, including Jesus Christ, every one of them went to preach to their congregation. Everyone, everyone had to take care. They had to move. Jesus was in Samaria. He was in Galilee. He was in Nazareth. All the prophets, they were moving. John the Baptist is the only one who all the people came to him because he was told what to do. He was told. The only person who all the world came to him. Can you believe it? Moses went to all the prophets from Genesis to everybody had to go somewhere. But John the Baptist, he stayed in the wilderness, in the desert. He was wearing, uh, 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 what do you call, designer panties. Yeah, and his meat was uh, uh, mokopana worms. Yeah, he, he ate worms and honey, wild honey. Even the food he was eating wasn't nice. And he always wore camel's skin. But because he went to where? This is where to go. This is what to preach. John the Baptist did not go and do anything. When they asked, they sent to ask John the Baptist, who are you? He said, I am the voice of the one. Crying in the wilderness. If you go to the wilderness, when God said, go to the wilderness, go to the bush, go to, the people will come there. Because you are where God wants you to go. John the Baptist could have started his church in Century City. But he was at the back of the desert. He was somewhere there in the desert. But all the people went there, including Jesus. Including Jesus. If you go to, you see, you are not doing well because you are not where God wants you to be. You are not doing because you are not preaching what God wants you to preach. Are you here? John the Baptist. You watch and see. The Baptist in the wilderness, his dressing was not nice. He, he did not have nice dressing. Yeah, even the food he ate, when you hear, you wouldn't. But all the people went to him. Are you here? You can do advertism, 
pictures on Facebook, you see that the, the, nobody is coming. John chapter 1, verse number 6 and to 8. Look at what the Bible says. There was a man sent from God. John the Baptist was sent from God. A man whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the lies. That all men through him might, be, might believe he was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. This is what to preach. What did John the Baptist preach? Go to Matthew chapter 3, verse number 1 to 3. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of the one crying in the wilderness Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Was John the Baptist successful? Oh, yes. Did he make full proof of his ministry? Oh, yes. Look at the verse number 5 and 6 of the same Matthew chapter 3. Bible says, Then went out to him Jerusalem, and what? All Judea, and what? And all the region ran about Jordan, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. If you are asked to go and preach, he said, the message was simple. Repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. And the Bible said that all the people came and confessed. Confessing their sins. They, they, they repented. The message will have a response. The message you are preaching is not having a response because we may be preaching the wrong one. What a, what a shock. Jonah. Was Jonah sent? We know this fantastic story about, I mean, all of us. I'm sure the, one of the stories you know without reading the Bible is Jonah. <laughs> yeah, Jonah and the whale. That one swallowed one. You don't know whether it was Jonah who swallowed the Jonah. Or Jonah. <laughs> Yeah. One day, One day. A certain brother. He had he hurt himself. So after three days, the leg had ballooned. So they asked him, What happened? Uh, what happened? So I hurt myself. And so so what has happened to your leg? He said, My my, my leg is is swallowed. <laughs> He wanted to say it's swollen. But you see, he only, the only vocab he knew was the Jonas one. Do you understand? The only vocab he knew was Jonah and the whale. The English weren't good at the time. So what happened to you? I said, I hurt myself. So what I said, I said, swallow. <laughs> My leg swallow. <laughs> what a shock. So the story that we had when we were young and we were growing was Jonah and the whale. That one swallowed the other. We don't know who swallowed who. But as we grew, we noticed ah, it was the whale that swallowed Jonah. And people think that Jonah was alive in the belly of uh, the whale. No, Jonah died. Yeah, he died. 
He was raised when the, uh, 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 he was vomited. That, that, is, that is what Jesus said. He said, I am not going to give you any sign by the sign of Jonah that he was in the earth. Jesus was not alive when he was put in the earth. He died. So he said that the example of Jonah is what I'm going to give you. In other words, Jonah was dead in the belly of the whale. It was when he was vomited that he came alive. I'm preaching my, my, my father's message. As I'm preaching my father's message. Yeah, that's my father. Yeah. But he answered and said unto them, an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall be no sign. No sign be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And what was that sign? For as the Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Was Jesus alive? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yes. So that was the example. So Jonah was one of the, uh, the things. You see, everything that was done in the Bible. He said, just like Jonah, he died in three days. He came back. That is the uh, uh, example I'm going to give you. Hallelujah. Amen. And we know about Nineveh because of Jonah. He was asked to go to Jonah, uh, Nineveh. Do you remember? Jonah chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. Quickly, we, we need to, I want to mention these people quickly, then we are out of here. What does the Bible say? This is where to go. Jonah was told where to go. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for, the way, for their wickedness has come up before me. Amen. This is what to preach. What did Jonah preach? Jonah chapter 3, verse number 1 to 4. The Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and what? Preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. Don't go and say what you want. Go and preach the preaching that I bid thee. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell somebody this is what to preach. And this is where to go. Tell the person, go where pastor will send you to go. And preach what you are asked to preach. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah. Be sent to do a basenta. And when you are asked to do it, you see that it is working. Did Jonah make full proof of his ministry? All those who went to where they were asked to go and preach what they were asked to preach, they had, I mean, sources. They made full proof of their ministry. So when you look at... Um, the, the ending of the story of Jonah, chapter 3, the same chapter 3, the verse number 5 to 10. Bible says, Jonah, are you there? Okay. So the people, so the people of Nineveh believed Jonah. Hmm? 
as he preached what he was supposed to preach, they believed what? Jonah. And proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them, even to the least of them. For the word came unto the king of Nineveh. And he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, and covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, head nor, head nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every man from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Are you there? The last verse. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? And God saw their work that they turned from their evil way and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them and he did it not. Hallelujah. Jonah is anointed. Jonah is the one that could preach in the whole city. God saved because he preached what he was supposed to preach. And he preached where he was supposed to. Amen. The next one is Elijah. This is where to go. Elijah was told where to go. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse number 1, the Bible says, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, show thyself unto Ahab and I will send rain upon the earth. Amen? And Elijah went to. What do you have to preach? This is what to preach. Elijah was told what to preach. When you read further, okay, look at First Kings chapter 21, verse number 21 to 24. Or uh, if you look at it from 17, the verse number 17, the Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Arise, go down to meet Ahab, the king of Israel, which is in Samaria. Behold, he is in the vineyard of Naboth, whether he is gone down to possess it. The next verse, And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, You shall speak unto him, what? Saying, Thou saith the Lord, Hast thou killed and also taking possession. And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, In the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth, shall dogs lick thy blood. Die. Even, even die. So your blood is also going to be... Hey. From verse number 21, the Bible says, Behold, I will bring evil upon thee, and I will take away thy prosperity. Posterity. Hallelujah. I will take away your memory. You will not be remembered. And did Elijah make full proof of his ministry? He did. If you read the chapter 21, 1 Kings chapter 21, verse 27 to 29, the Bible says, And it came to pass, when Ahab heard those words, that he rent his cloth and put sackcloth upon his flesh and fasted, and lay in sackcloth, and went softly. 
And the word of the Lord came to Elijah that is by saying, Seest thou how Ahab humbled himself before me? Because he humbled himself before me, I will not bring the evil in his day, but in his son's days will I bring the evil upon his house. What a shock. What a shock. So the son that is enjoying his uh, uh, Coca-Cola and fruit juice, something was happening, going to happen to him. But what I'm saying is that Elijah had full success in his ministry. His word was confirmed because he went to Ahab and he said exactly what God wanted him to say. Amen. Amen. The next person is Timothy. Yeah. This is where to go. Timothy was told where to go. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 3, the Bible says, As I besought thee to abide still in at what? Ephesus, when I went to Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Even what to teach? He said, teach. You need to stay in where? Ephesus. Timothy did not hear from God. Timothy did not hear. Paul was the one who is telling Timothy. Hello? Paul was the apostle who was giving to Timothy and he was telling Timothy, stay in Ephesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, stay in Ephesus and do. What are you going to teach and preach, Timothy? Verse number three and four. Look at what Timothy had to teach. I besought thee to abide at Ephesus when I went to Macedonia, that thou oughtest charge some that they teach no other doctrine, neither give heed to what? Fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. So do. He said, when you are preaching, you tell them, don't preach about genealogies. This mother, this person's mother is this. This person's father, that is not what you, you need to preach. <laughs> How does it help us? Mention people's name and their mother. How does it help us? <laughs> hmm? So don't, don't mention where this person is coming from. You are going to the history and the background. This was the great-grandfather of this. This was the great-great-grandfather. That's your preaching. How, what will it do to the people? We say, don't minister all this thing. It will bring confusion. You see, when you read the Bible, you notice there is a lot of Josephs. There's a lot of names. Which one is this? Even recently, somebody was asking, the Lazarus, the, the one, you know there were two Lazarus, but some people don't know. Maybe you're also hearing for the first time that there are, oh, I shouldn't even have said that there are two. <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> Are you here? Did Timothy make full proof of his ministry? This is where T, uh, uh, the second Timothy, as Paul was ending his life, this is what he said. That's what brings this book. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse number 5. He said, but watch thou in all things, endure 
afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 May you be like Timothy. Amen. That here from your apostle, this is where to go and this is what to Hallelujah. Titus. Titus. This is where to go, Titus. Titus chapter 1 verse 5. This is what we do in our... How how many have heard uh, Titus in Crete? T-I-C. Yeah, that is it. For this cause I left thee in Crete, that thou shouldest see, set in order, sorry, the things that are wanting and ordained elders in every city, as I had appointed thee. Amen. Even as for Titus, he was told, you should do appointment. You should appoint elders. What to do? He did not hear from God. Somebody will have to tell him. What did Titus do? Titus chapter 2, if you read from verse number 1 to 9, you see that Titus was doing exactly what Paul had told him. Are you there? But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Hallelujah. And Paul gave him three different messages to preach. Just as we have message on uh, uh, loyalty and disloyalty, just as we have, uh, what do you call it? How you can preach salvation, how uh, church growth, leadership, mm? anointing series, steps to the anointing, losing, suffering, sacrifice, and dying. He that had, tell them, church growth is possible. The good general, what it means to be as wise as a, a serpent. Faith secrets. How to be born again and avoid hell. Read your Bible, pray every day. Can't you do just a little bit more? Labor to be blessed. This is what to preach. And this is where to go. Hallelujah. Look, as for Titus, he was given. He said, when you see old people, the first one, can you see? He said, I- I'm reading. Is it, is it there? Go to verse number two. That the aged men be sober. I said, when, pre, when you see old people, this is what you preach to them. Yeah. I'm telling you that, you see, if you don't read your Bible, you will even not understand that the books that our apostle has written is what you need to eat because he has, he has heard from God what you need to do. Paul was telling Titus, when you see old men, this is what you do, aged men, you should pray to them that they should be sober, grave, template, sound in faith and in charity and in what? Patience. Then he said, this is what you also need to pray to the old woman. Not one message. That's why we have the beauty, the beast and the pastor. Do you understand? For, for a certain, do you, do you understand? Modern marriage for, uh-huh. <laughs> Daughter, you can make it. We, we, this is what to preach. <laughs> are you here? Yeah, if you are not into your father's message, there, there, there is something really. What did Pete, uh, Paul ask, the apostle Paul asked Titus to preach to old women? Let's go into the Bible. Is it there? Okay, one, go. 
the aged woman likewise, that they be in behavior as becoming holiness. Not false accusers, not giving too much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers of, at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Amen. He said, teach, teach the old woman, because when they get old, they accuse people. When they get to, they begin to accuse, accusation. Tell them that they shouldn't accuse. They should be holy. They should be, then it begin. Is, is Titus not clever to know what to do? But he had to receive it from. You see, that is how we become successful. When you go to where you are supposed to go and you preach what you are supposed to preach. Can I hear loudest? Amen. Amen. Okay. Young men, what are they supposed to be taught? He is teaching, he is telling, he is putting words in the mouth of Timothy. So Timothy goes to a meeting and he's going to preach from the letter that Paul has written. And we have demons in our day that you, you, your apostle has written a book. He that has, that can make a poor person rich. He that has, how, how you can move from a poor person to become rich. And you are there, you will not take the book and read. So poverty will go away. And you are moving around, uh, uh, drinking oil. <laughs> drinking oil. And chewing grass. And, and, and very soon you are going to also drink petrol in one of your, 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 your strange prophets. He that has... So, as for Bishop, he is my pastor, but you have a, a television prophet and a, a, a radio partner. Are you here? We just, I just finished teaching about Anakazo. How to succeed in the face of what? Rejection. When things look like it or not. How? It is there. Your apostle has written there, and you are there. You are strong. You say, I don't know what to do. The business is not working. Meanwhile, our father, the apostle, has written. How? How? You can come. And practically, every one of if I, I have time, I will take you through. Even your, your marriage is not working. Meanwhile, there's modern marriage. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to do as a wife. What to do? You don't know what to do as a wife. Modern marriage. Are you here? Yeah. Let me finish quickly. I'm trying. To the young men. He said, young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing what? Uncorruptness. Gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned. He said, teach the young people they shouldn't be swearing. Sound speech. 
Every word must not be followed by a swear word. <laughs> that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exalt seven. Even he gave him what to say to seven. Can you see? Let's go. One, go. Exalt seven to be obedient unto their own masters and to please them well in all things, not answering back. Hmm? Not answering again. Yeah, not answering back or not answering again. Are you there? Ezekiel was told where to go and what to preach. In Ezekiel chapter 3, verse number 4 to 6, Bible says, And he said unto me, Son of man, go, get thee unto the house of Israel. Now, if God has not asked you to go to a place you go, they will beat you. You will never forget. <laughs> Are you there? He said, go. Chapter 3, the same Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 11. Look at what the Bible says. And go, get thee to the city of the captivity, unto the children of thy people, and speak unto them, and tell them, that says the Lord, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. So God speaks to Ezekiel and he goes. This is what to preach. What was Ezekiel asked to preach? Chapter 37, verse number 4 to 6. You remember the bones in the, the dry bones in the valley? Oh, yes. Yeah. Bible says, again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. That says the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and I will bring our flesh upon you, and I will cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. You see, he was talking to bones. So. If it were you, he said, oh God, but the bones will not hear. So that you stand there. Stand there and speak to the bones. Say to the bones, dry bones, I say unto you, hear the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's going to put you together. Sinew is coming over you. Hallelujah. Not only that, the apostles, do you remember? The 70 apostles, Jesus sent them away. Say, go. When you go, tell them that what? Go and preach the gospel into every creature. In Mark chapter 16, verse number 15, we hear Jesus commissioning them. He said, and he said, go unto them. Okay, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Hallelujah. Yeah, go into the world. What to preach? Preach the gospel. Amen. Yeah, preach the gospel. This is the reason why many people don't do well. They change what they have to. Paul was told what to preach and where to go. Where was Paul asked to go? Paul was the apostle unto the Gentiles in Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15, verse 15 to 16. The Bible says, Nevertheless, brethren, I have written 
the more boldly unto you in some sort, as putting you in mind, because the grace that is given to me of God, that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. Amen. Paul was not asked to go and preach to the Jews. He says you go. That's why he was successful. And what was he supposed to preach? Paul was supposed to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Are you here? Was Paul successful? Let me tell you a story as we end. There is a great man of God who has gone to be with the Lord. And his name is called uh, Reverend Kenneth Hagan, Papa Hagan. And that is the father of our father. Yeah, that's where the anointing is coming from. And it never ceases to amaze me. Our father got to know him when he was already 64 or 68 years. He had ministered, but in age, he was about 68. When prophet, our father, got to know him. And as he got to know him, he was still preaching. And the preaching that he was preaching was ABC of faith. That was his message. And as Bishop started, the evangel, the prophet started going to Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the U.S., traveling there. Say year after year, when he go, this old man will be preaching ABC of faith. Year after year, ABC of faith. So one of the years, he said he was getting a bit disturbed. He said, ah, I have traveled all this way. This year to you are coming to preach ABC of faith. ABC of faith. You have preached ABC of faith. Ah, every ABC of faith. ABC of faith. I said, the moment he said that, the Lord spoke to him. He said, be quiet and learn how to be faithful and to be successful in the ministry. He said, be, be quiet and learn. This is the secret. This man, he died when he was eight or something. He said, from the time that he was called, the message that God gave him, the faith message, he has not moved from it. Every year he preached, year after year, people would travel with come. He was so faithful. This is what men and women of our day cannot be. We are always changing the message that God has given us. We want to preach something that will excite people, not what God has asked us to preach, not what God has given our apostle. And at a later date, I had. Bishop saying that I thank God for the life of Papa Hagan. If he had changed the message along the line, by the time he met him, maybe he would have stopped preaching faith and he would be preaching something, maybe some fantastic revelation, new something. And he wouldn't have had that impact that he had on his life for him to become. Hallelujah. At the age of 80, 84, he was still preaching the ABC of faith. And when he died, when he died, Robert said that there, there is no one who has had an impact and effect in the whole world concerning the gospel and concerning the ministry. The man did not travel a lot. He stayed in one place, but he preached 
what he was asked to preach. Yeah. And he stayed where he was asked to stay. And he had more effect than other people. Hallelujah. What are you doing in life? What has God asked you to do? Don't change it. Hallelujah. Your success depends on what God is saying to you. Don't just follow somebody. What is it that you do easily? That may be your talent. What is it that comes to you? Don't follow everybody who is doing uh, uh, something to do that thing. Look at what God has given you. Hallelujah. And as you go to where you are supposed to go, and you preach what you are supposed to preach, you will make full proof of your ministry. You will be successful in this life. You will not lack any good thing. You will live long. Yeah, you will not be like the cook, the kitchen staff who goes to help uh, uh, patients and refuses to do her own work. Are you here? I see you fulfilling your ministry. I see you making full proof of your ministry wherever you are. Wherever you are. Even in this church, if you don't know how to preach, we have prophet's messages. Cut just 30 minutes. Watch with your Basenta members and discuss it. This is what to preach. Where are you going to do it? Do it in your hall. I'm showing you. This is where to go. Where are you going? Go to your hall if you have not started. I'm sending you to your own house. Your complex. This is where to go. Hallelujah. And this is what to preach. What are you going to preach? The messages. Just find out. Sunday messages. Just get it. It's on Facebook. It's on YouTube. Just listen to 30 minutes and discuss it. You, you don't need to know how to cook to serve good food. Hello? I say you don't need to know how to cook to serve good food. There's good food. Our father, the bishop, the prophet, is preaching. Nice, nice message. Get some. Listen to it. And serve it in your center. Hallelujah. Are you here? And let's stick to what God has given us. We have a unique anointing that people travel all over the world to go gather under the feet of our father to listen, to be taught, to be trained. And we, the sons and daughters, why would we not rather hold the message in high esteem, imbibe it, and teach it with strength? So many will come after us. Hallelujah. And as we obey and go to where we are supposed to go, you are going to your own complex. You are going to your own community. You are preaching the same message. Just 10. We have an account. Whatever we've been preached, take it, discuss it. And as you do, you have a great success. May the Lord bless you. May you be successful at what you do. In the mighty name of Jesus. May you be a good example of a good thing. In the name of Jesus, may the grace of God abound in every aspect of your life. Be blessed. Be highly favored. Make full proof of your ministry. Right here on earth, may you be successful. And when we cross over, may you hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. Because this is where to go. And this is what to preach. You went to where you were sent. And you preach where you, what you are asked to do. I see you succeeding. I see you prevailing. I see you breaking through and making it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We're in Kailicha.
before we came here. So, Kailicha, nothing works. No, we have our church building. That's where we bought our new, uh, our first church building. Amen. Amen. Why? Because this is where to go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Why? The Kailicha church at a point were sitting over 200, 250 people. They, they will come. Why? Because this is what to preach. Amen. As people were having empty places, when you go to where you need to go and you preach what you need to preach, you cannot. Even if you don't want to do what you will do well because you are doing what you are supposed to do. Amen. That shall be your story. Amen. You are the next person to succeed. Amen. You are the next person to be known. You are the next person to catch a great anointing. Your father's anointing will rest on you. Hey, you are going places. People will wait for you. People will call you to hear an advice. What will you have to say? Because you are where you need to go. And you are preaching what you need to preach. May the Lord bless you and lift his countenance upon you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Stand to your feet and let's go. Hallelujah. Wow. Father, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Close your eyes with me. If you are here, maybe somebody invited you or you came on your own. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me and pray for me. I don't want to go to hell. I want to be born again. I want to give my life to Jesus. Please pray with me and pray for me. If this is what you are saying, please lift your right hand. Only your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Please, with your hands lifted, will you move and come to me? Come to Come, yes, from the back. Come, my sister. Come, my brother. Come. Come. but you are not sure now. Will I go to heaven or hell? If you are not sure, I will want you to be sure. Just move quickly and come. Just move quickly and come. I'm bargaining for your very life. You can gain heaven. Come. Come, my brother. Come, my sister. Okay. If you are here, lift your two hands to the Lord and say this prayer with me. Say with me, Lord Jesus. Let all the congregations stretch their hands towards those who are in front here. Pray for them that Christ will be formed in them, that they will be established. As we are praying and they are saying the prayer, you also intercede for them. Those of us in front, say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, this afternoon, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me 
and wash me with your blood. From today, I repent of all my sins. I am sorry for my mistakes. Pray like you mean it. Say, I am sorry for all my mistakes. Lord Jesus, please wash me and cleanse me with your blood. From today, I believe in you. You are the son of God. You died for me and you rose again. Lord Jesus, I accept you into my heart as the Lord, the Savior, and the Master over my life. Please write my name in your book of life. From today, I belong to you. From today, I am yours. I will follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Amen. Father, we thank you for the life of your wonderful children. We pray with them and we pray for them. That your grace of God, that brings salvation will be their portion. Deliver them from every plan of the enemy and cause them to know you, to love you, to walk with you until the very end. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen to me. The decision you've taken is the best decision you've taken all your life. The decision to go to school made us able to write and to read. The decision to work will put food on our table. But this decision will take us one day to heaven. Hallelujah. And you will never regret. See our sister holding the card there. Follow me. I want you to follow her. They are going to pray with you and your life will not be the same. And they will also attend to you nicely. So please let go with them. Follow our, yeah. Let's, let's, let, let go. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. My sisters, God bless you. God bless you. The rest of us, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, lift your hand to the Lord and say, Lord, help me to obey your word. Help me to know where you have sent me. Help me to go to where I need to go and help me to preach what you want me to preach. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.